Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hey, Moxie. Hey, Ruben. We have something big to announce to people today. We do. We, huge. Huge. And you have no idea what we're talking about. Because nope. you never pay attention in staff meetings. I don't. And if you would like to pay attention in staff meetings more, our sponsor, I'm just kidding, we don't have a sponsor. But we are... I don't even go to staff meetings. We have staff meetings? Yes, every Wednesday. What? At 3 p.m. Well, it's at your house. It, well, I'm not at my house at 3 p.m. on Wednesdays. Oh, that's true. I'm usually in class. Not anymore, you're graduated. I don't have, I don't even have class. What am I talking about? You're done. Yeah. But we're expanding. We are. Yes. We are looking for people to come on as blog writers. Yes. We have two spots open. Yes. Uh, we would love to have people come on board and help us write some blogs. Yes, please. Be, be part of our team. Uh, it, it's, it's more of an internship type thing. It's not a paid position, but it is. Uh, we do have perks and stuff that we're going to offer eventually. Mm-hmm. But please, if you are interested in writing some blogs, if you're interested in writing in general, and you are on the, the uh, pulse of pop culture and yes. life and tacos and friendships, please send us an email at info at thebestfriendshow.com with a writing sample of some blogs. Yes, please do it, because we are running out of things to say. We speak so much that we can't even write things down anymore. Yep. And I've written two blogs. Oh, I gotta write some. Yeah, you are late. I'm sorry. I was busy writing a 20-page thesis paper. Uh, That's not important. Mm. It's only a grade. This This is life. Yeah. Friendships. Tacos. And tacos. Anyway, so if you're interested in being a blog writer for thebestfriendshow.com, hit us up, info at thebestfriendshow.com. Do it today. Do it now. Do it yesterday. Do it last century. There was no email last century. Doesn't matter. Do it. There was no blog last century. Just do it. The show didn't exist last century. Do it. Just do it. Show. This is You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life and tacos and other things. Mmm, que rico. Tacos. She doesn't even go here. Okay. Awkward. You're listening to You're My Best Friend. Are you ready? With two of my best friends, Maxia. So I thought you were just like the coolest person in the world, and then I met you in real life. I'm <laughs> I will never know, because I don't know what keys are. That was a little weird. Is it Miles Kennedy? Just say it. We're not going to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) So say it or don't say it. Say it. You're listening to You're My Best Friend with Moxian and Ruben Jai. All right, Moxie. uh, There's something important that we need to talk about here. Yeah, there is. This is a... This is it. This is a PSA. Let's talk about it. Let's. Uh, we should have a segment called "Let's Talk About It." Yeah, that's uh, what this is called now. Where we're didn't gonna, you know? We're, okay, well, cool. I I thought I was a producer of this show, coming up with the ideas, but apparently you have ideas now that you're a graduated woman. I am. Di- women can have ideas, didn't you know? Haven't you heard? I've heard. They're usually bad ideas. Did you not know? Have you not heard? <laughs> women can have ideas. Well, I'm I'm so happy that women can have ideas. Uh, maybe, 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 just maybe, 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 maybe. 
Maybe. Maybe. Uh, there's this thing going on in the vegan world. Oh, whenever a sentence starts with that, I get a little scared. It's, it is scary. Now, I'm okay with vegans being vegans. Of course. I'm okay if you want to eat soy meat. Yeah, like you guys do you. Yeah, live I'm your not- healthy lives, live longer than us. It's or, okay. Or the opposite. Because soy meat isn't that great for you. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're no, not, no. We're, this, that, that, that's a complete tangent uh, compared to what we do have to talk about. There's a, there's a true travesty yes. on our hands. Yes. Uh, to quote Conan O'Brien in The Music Man. So to quote Conan O'Brien's uh, rendition of The Music Man. We got some trouble. Oh, no. With a capital T. A capital? The capital. Bolded. <sighs> like a bolded capital. Oh, a bolded capital T. That's bolder than bolder than bold. It's so bold that it's capital and it's a T. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that rhymes with G as in G we're screwed. Guess we got trouble right here at NBC with a capital T and that rhymes with G as in G we're screwed. I'm somewhat disturbed already. So am I. It's a great rendition of the Music Man though. Yeah. So there's a V. <laughs> There's a vegan lasagna. Vegan lasagna. Vegan lasagna. Okay. Can you describe this vegan lasagna to me? I'm trying to find the picture of it. Oh man. I'm I'm a little terrified right now. Yeah, okay, so the picture if you can't see it, well I mean people on the podcast, people listening to this can't see it. It's tomato. Okay. Lettuce. Okay. Um, looks like cheese. Ooh. But like vegan cheese. Ooh. Or maybe that's. Yeah, and then more tomato. Oh. More lettuce. Okay. Looks like there's some onion in there. Oh. Wait. So is it cooked or is it all raw? Well, let's uh, let's see what Mashable has to say. People online are always getting mad about food they do not feel is made correctly, like pineapple on pizza. Okay. I'm with you. All right. So it's basically a layered salad. Okay. Oh. It's a layered. Layered salad. I have a problem with a chopped up salad. Yeah. I have a problem with a salad that doesn't have enough. Ranch dressing on it. It looks like. Wait, I'm I'm looking at this right now. Okay, first of all, I have words because I am half Italian. Oh. And uh, what's the other half of you? <clears throat> too many things. Okay. But basically, I mean, basically, I'm more than half Italian. Okay. So, I, as an Italian, am offended that someone. I I love my salad. I love my salad with my Italian dressing. I love it with ranch dressing. I just love salad. But to take a salad and demean the name of lasagna. Which is one of the greatest Italian dishes ever invented. It is. I just had lasagna last night. Now, it was okay. a great experience. Is it your mom's lasagna or a restaurant lasagna? We went to Maggiano's. Oh, Maggiano's. Maggiano's. Oh, I love Maggiano's. You got to do the hand thing, Maggiano. too. Maggiano's. 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 Uh, 
Yeah. Put, put it on me. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Anyway. I, as- have a, I have a $20 off there, by the way. You do? Yeah. Let's go to Maggiano's. Do you want to do that instead of Islands? No, I got to get a strawberry daiquiri. Okay. I need that. But yeah, back to lasagnas. <laughs> okay. We're, we're, we're planning dinner, okay? <laughs> it's a late night already. As an Italian, I am offended that you would lower the name lasagna to this crude salad imitation. Now, it's not even, it's not cooked. It's raw. Yeah. This one in particular is raw. Okay. The other thing is, on uh, first of all, how dare. Second of all, lasagna already, I mean, you get some vegan cheese and you, pasta and tomato sauce. And if you want, you know, tofu or, you know. Yeah, or, like or, or a, vegan a, lasagna is perfectly, you can, you're perfectly you can capable. You vegan lasagna. Yeah. We, we don't have to take salad and layer it weird and call it lasagna. Like, what type of weirdo does that? Apparently an engineer. That's what this thing oh, says. Oh, God. Yeah. This dish, which according to today, was created by an engineer trying to accommodate a vegan friend, does not contain any of the ingredients that usually comprise a lasagna. There is no cheese, no pasta, no tomato sauce. The whole cursed thing is just sliced onions and sliced tomatoes layered between pieces of iceberg lettuce. Iceberg lettuce? Iceberg. That's the worst kind of lettuce you can possibly... Give me some romaine, maybe. Well, no, you'll get E. coli. That's true. Maybe don't do that. Yeah, maybe just... Maybe some spinach. Spinach? I could say spinach. Spinach would be good. Well, even... Okay. Spinach with, like... I could... I could see a... Throw some black olives in there. (sighs) Maybe we just don't call this lasagna. Maybe... Maybe... We call it a salad casserole. Yeah, or like a salad cake. Or no, even better. And if you if you watch SpongeBob, you'll know this. Cakes have layers. A salad. A salad. That's what you know. You know what that looks? That looks like the salad from from SpongeBob. Does it really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Do you remember? Do you remember this? I was not allowed to watch SpongeBob. Well, in that case, I'm going to educate you. Uh, SpongeBob was working for this fast food restaurant. Okay. And uh, the owner's daughter takes it over and replaces hamburgers with salads. And SpongeBob would pronounce it salad. And what he did was he took the bun off, he took the meat off, he took the cheese off, and left the tomato, the onion, and the lettuce. Oh and my this gosh. looks just like that. You're right. It actually kind of does. Yeah. Did you look up the picture? I did. Let me see it. Yeah. No. It is. It's exact. It's a salad. That's exactly. <laughs> okay. Why did he? Why did he pronounce it salad? Because he didn't know how to pronounce salad. He didn't know what a salad was. Oh, what in tarnation is a salad? It's a salad. So, this is this is terrible. This is almost this is almost as bad as what what white people did to my delicious enchiladas. Mm, yeah, and they made an enchilada casserole. Yeah, who makes an enchilada casserole? I I I don't even know. An man. engineer probably. <laughs> Engineers just should not be cooking. I believe. I believe that. I am 100% a believer in leave food alone. Yep. Stop messing with it. It was good the way it was. If you if you need to change it for dietary reasons, don't make a... a, a mm. Make a vegan lasagna, but make it good. Like, yeah. make it so you can't even tell it's a regular lasagna and you can't even tell. Exactly. Because, because that's possible in today's day and age. There's technology to do that. And by the way... 
because we are we're leading to our guest of this show. I would just like to say we have nothing against vegans. There are a lot of people out there who want to bash vegans. I love vegans. I love vegans so much. They they're so they're so cool with their compost and their <laughs> you know styrofoam. I mean <laughs> no styrofoam no. kills uh, people. I meant um, tofu. That's what I meant. Tofu. <laughs> Styrofoam uh, and tofu. All right. No they comment. They look the same. I will love to say uh, the king of lasagnas. Yes. King of frozen lasagnas. Uh, Stouffer's replied to this person. Really? And said their response on Twitter was definitely not lasagna. Well, Stouffer's is law. Yeah, well, yeah. 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 Let us know what you think. Shoot us an email. Yeah. Or uh, comment on one of our Facebook posts. Yeah. We'll, we will put this up on on, on, on Facebook. On Facebook. <laughs> it's, it's a, so, it's a wow. social network for old people. Oh, my gosh. Facebook, where you have to have a pacemaker to connect. <laughs> We're offending people left and right. <laughs> Apparently. Wow. I love old people. My parents are old people. Old people love me. If you can't see him right now, which none of you can, he's doing Donald Trump hands. <laughs> yeah, and if you can, that's because you hacked the security cameras in the, in the uh, studio. Oh, gosh. And Moxie, you should put some pants on. Yeah, I'm in a... Uh, pants. Wow. Okay. What a novel idea. All right, it's that time of the show, Moxie. What time? It's hammer time. Woo! Not really. Oh, uh, but uh, I, I do. Hammer time. I do have a hammer, and it is a time. I'm a fan of hammers. You are a fan of hammers. You I broke am. TVs with hammers. Yep. Very, very fun thing. Stomp you down up on YouTube. Sledge, to be specific. Sledge hammer. Uh, Moxie, we have an incredible guest coming up here in just a second. We did this interview, and we kind of just let the guy talk. Yeah. And it was a fun interview hearing this guy speak about his career going into music and becoming a country artist yeah. and becoming a singer-songwriter and solidifying himself in that space. And I'm super excited to have this person on the podcast. So excited. It's uh, honestly one of my favorite things. And I- I'm so glad that this interview is brought to you by our good friends over at VPN. Sorry. Pure VPN. <laughs> Our friends over at Pure VPN. Not just a VPN. It's pure. Pure. Yeah. It's unadulterated VPN. It's the purest of VPNs. <laughs> uh, just ask Walter White. Oh, yeah. I wonder if anyone's going to get that reference. <laughs> uh, pure VPN is the go-to place to make sure that your information is safe while browsing the internet. And if you sign up using our link, which is vpn.thebestfriendshow.com, you will get 74% off a two-year subscription plan. 74%. That's incredible. That's like a lot of percent. That is a majority of the majority of the percent. Yeah. Like that's more than half of the majority of the percent. And if you sign up, you get 74, 74% off. And I bet you they keep more than 74% of your information safe. I, I guarantee you that they keep at least 99.9% of your information safe. So you pay... 74% Wait, hold on Off Math Plus Minus So you pay Only 26% I got this I, I have a degree You pay 20 26% 
for 99.9% of your data safe. Yes, and that makes complete sense. Oh, I'm really glad I got through that. Yeah, take a minute to go to vpn.thebestfriendshow.com. Sign up today. Let them know that The Best Friend Show sent you. It helps the show out. It helps you keep your information safe. Just like the other day when I was over at Starbucks, I paid for the studio. We are in a very nice studio. Today. We are. There's a nice green screen over there. Granted, it's a video studio. Yeah. It was cheaper than the audio studio, so we just brought our own audio equipment into this video studio. But I, I paid for it using Moxie's credit card. I was at Starbucks. I was on a public Wi-Fi. And VPNs are a firewall for your for your internet browser. So no one was able to steal Moxie's information. And we got this awesome studio for a couple hours. We really got a rethink this whole credit card issue with you. Well, you gave me your credit card information. Yeah, I'm thinking I might need to... Uh, you can't take it back. Well... <laughs> I've memorized it. Let's, uh, let's... It's 5477. No, no, no. No. No, no. Just stop right there. VPN.thebestfriendshow.com <laughs> Sign up today. Now let's jump into our interview with Barrett Faber. <laughs> Moxie, we have a great guest on the line right now. Yes, and I am so excited to, to talk about our guy today. This guy, uh, I met him a couple years ago over on uh, a little show called The Voice on, uh, on NBC. <laughs> little thing. And uh, he became, a, I like to call him a good friend. I don't know I don't know how he would feel about it, but please welcome to the show, Mr. Barrett Baber. Barrett, welcome, man. Jay, we are good friends. You don't have to worry anymore. We awesome. You can call me that all you want, dude, buddy. It's good oh, to be here. Dude, I am so happy that that you agreed to come on my new podcast, man. Um, I, I, I'm going to start this out with a very simple, basic question. Okay. How have you been since the last time we talked? The last time you and I talked was in Vegas when you uh, opened up for Rascal Flats. Well, I'm sure I'm less hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely less hungover. Man, I've been great. It's been a, uh, it's been a great ride. It seems like a lifetime ago that's, uh, that we were in Vegas opening for flats, and um, that was kind of right at the beginning of the craziness that was my life and is my life uh, post-voice. But, uh, man, things has been good. I've, I've relocated my family to Nashville, Tennessee. I live in Nashville full-time now, great. writing songs full-time, um, getting some cuts. Got a cut on the new Cody Johnson album that came out uh, earlier this year, a great Warner artist that's... Um, doing some big things with country music and got a lot of a uh, lot of people you know calling for the song to be the next radio single so i got my fingers crossed on that and uh music man putting out you know put out fight on since i think last time we were together it's a great single that i'm real proud of and feel real proud of and, and a live record and uh been out on the road like a maniac so man just grinding away still uh chipping away at the thing and getting inching closer to the goal line uh of, of being a successful, you know, major label artist. I think that's a real possibility in, in 2019. It's got a lot to do with um, with the music that I'm making. Now, there's the music business has changed a lot since you put out the last record, the, the first record that I, I was, a, you know, I knew you for, which was A, a Room Full of Fighters, uh-huh. um, which, by the way, it's still one of my favorite records oh, that, thanks, that man. I've, I've listened Thank to. I, I continuously tell people that if I ever get married, I'm going to fly you in just to sing What the Hell, because um, it's such a great song. It. Um, 
But, you know, for you, you know, how has the music business changed for you since the last record? I think more than anything is uh, I can say that I've learned a lot. You know, mm. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm more knowledgeable now in terms of how the business works, what, um, what label are looking for what publishers are looking for you know um one thing i've i've learned i think that's the most important is is that there is no one way thing that i'm doing there's no specific steps that you follow um there's a lot of timing there's a lot of um luck um and most importantly there's a lot of hard work that's involved in um getting to a point where you know you can get a uh Get a get a record deal, or get to create a scenario in which you're able to, you know, live your. Music. And um, so there's a lot of ways to get to the end game, and uh, and those involve streaming platforms and how people are consuming music. But uh, but at the end of the day, none of it has without great songs, and so that's what I've spent really the last couple of years focusing on is, uh, is my writing and my ability to to write and produce really really great records that's uh, that people respond to awesome man well um part of our podcast structures we build these interviews around three uh signature questions so okay. uh my co-host moxie is going to ask you uh one of three of these signature questions so all right cool which which one would you like to use well i was going to ask it. if you had a preference anyone you want mm. this is a big decision <laughs> uh, I gotta go with our first one. So, um, what is Barrett? What is your favorite taco? My favorite taco, you say? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I mean, it's got to be like anything street. You know, street tacos are good. I, I can't tell you the last time I ate at a place like Taco Bell. So, anytime uh. I can get, um, you oh, know, yeah. I was in Hawaii recently, man, and I had some pretty fantastic fish tacos there. Mm. Okay. So it's got to be got to be grilled fish tacos, man. Okay. That is an important question. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank yeah, you. Well, you see, here's here's the thing. Our podcast is about life, friendship, and tacos. So those <laughs> those three things we like to cover in, in the basis of this. Um, well, we got one of them covered already. We got one covered, and we're gonna we're gonna jump into the other two here in a minute. <laughs> so um, let's talk about the live album because I, I actually I'm I must have uh, fallen under a rock because I had no idea you had put up, put out a live album and I feel terrible for not having downloaded it yet. Um, oh, so no sweat. I, I'm, I'm, I feel terrible, man. So it's called. Yeah, I think uh, you're gonna love it, Jay. I, I mean, you've seen the show. It's, it's basically a recording of show. And, uh, and one thing about my live shows that I'm really proud of, and I think people would say, oh, and fans that have seen the live show, is that, um, is that I pour every ounce of all I got into every performance, and, um, and I, there's nothing that uh, that pleases me more than to stand on a stage and perform. And I think that was evident when I was on The Voice. Um, yeah. People saw that and recognized the fact that, you know, I go out there and turn it all the way loose. I don't have a choice. That's just what I do. I don't. It's not something that I choose to do. It's just how I perform. So um, that's what you hear on the live record. It's a it's a fantastic recording of a great show that we did in a um, you know sizable room and Woodstock Georgia, um, a couple of years back and I had the recordings for a while and finally got around to working on them with my producer Ed Smoke and um, was really happy with how it turned out. I think if people listen to the live album they'll they'll recognize that um, they're listening to somebody who really loves and gets off on live performance and um, and so I'm, I'm super proud of it. I think it's a great representation of what I do live and um, anybody seen the live show i would agree and if you haven't seen the live show it's a great uh, great way to get uh, familiarize yourself with what i do live 
Well, and that's awesome, Barrett. And I, I checked out uh, some of those recordings a little bit earlier today, and you were just so charismatic on stage. It was really great to listen to. Well, thank you, Darlene. That's awesome. I appreciate uh, it. Yeah, no problem. Just um, having been somebody who's been in and out of the studio for a long time, and I know you've spent quite a significant amount of time in the studio, what's more stressful for you, recording, going into the studio to record an album, doing something live like that? Well, they're two different animals, and they're mm-hmm. both uh, very difficult to master and do well. Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, live record than, than a real record in terms of, Everything gets on tuned. It's just more of mix and less of overdubs and adding elements. You know, we uh, we did our, our very best not to add anything that wasn't already there in the live recordings. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple spots that we needed to punch a guitar here or there, just of the way the uh, album was structured and uh, and the show went. And what you're hearing is the live show. So, um, yeah. you know, it's it's really hard to do a live record if you don't start with something that's great and we had a magical night that night where the band was really on fire and i felt great vocally and um so we knew we had something special went into it um the hard part and stressful part is just making sure that this that it captures the room and that Mm -hmm. it's a is is a great representation of the actual show that happened that night and that's difficult to do because you know it's hard to capture the exact crowd noise and get it exactly the way you want and, yeah. and then you can overthink it you know in terms of mixing and turning one thing up and turning another thing down yeah. but um i'm really really being proud of how it turned out and and, we'll, and would stand behind it would play it for anybody so i think it's going to be one of those albums that um that continues to grow in popularity as people discover me and music because of new music that's coming out um they're going to gravitate towards a live album and and i think it's going to continue to help you know market live shows so when i come to people's towns they they say hey man i listen to this guy's live record all the time he's great i need to go check him out and, yeah. uh, and they'll see they'll see and hear exactly what they hear on the on the live record which is a dude that just loves his job that's up there having fun that's awesome yeah you know here's one thing that i you know again like i've only seen you live outside of the voice i only saw you live back in vegas when you were open up for for uh for rascal flats and i would say that the people who showed up for that show um Maybe eight out of ten of them were there for Rascal Flats, and I was standing next sure. to this this girl, and she was all decked out in Rascal Flats gear, and uh, you know was having a good time. And you know, you came out, you started playing, and I, you know, I kind of kept my eye on this girl mainly because she was cute. But uh, you know, I kept my eye on this girl, and she starts she starts, <laughs> she starts bobbing along to to your you know, to your music, and then. You know, about halfway through your set, she's jumping along. She's, you know, she's, you know, so into the song. And, uh, you know, I looked over at her. I said, oh, that's my buddy. That's my friend Barrett. And she looks at me. She's like, what's his name? And I told her, you know, and she downloaded your album right then and there. So you definitely, you definitely won people over throughout the night. And, you know, if anyone hasn't had the chance to see Barrett live, like seriously, if he goes to your town, buy a ticket. You will not, you will not regret it. Buy a ticket. Speaking of which, do you have any plans to come out to L.A. and, and do a show or, or come hang out? Man, I need to. I need to get out that way for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one is to to write with some of my friends. I've, I've got a lot of friends that live in L.A. that are that are fantastic songwriters and doing a lot of stuff in the business. And so I need to get out there too. But um, certainly, I try to double up any chance I get when I do a uh, when I do a show, you know, or, or come some to a city to write. Then I try to uh, do a show. So I'm hoping that maybe in the fall. Or uh, definitely the winter time would be a great time to come out. So maybe later this year, probably an acoustic performance, which I love doing and enjoy doing solo acoustic stuff. So 
Yeah, man. Keep your eyes peeled. I'm, I'm hoping to get out to Los Angeles real soon. Yeah, man. When you do, definitely hit. You know, let me know because I would love to, oh, yeah. to to be there for that. Now let's talk about yeah, your, your, your new single that. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, as of recording, isn't out yet, but uh, by the time this airs, it will be out. It's called Yeah, Wrecking This Train. Wrecking This Train. <laughs> good job, Ruben. Thank You're you. a professional. I am a pro. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, Barrett, we'll tell you, this isn't the first time I flubbed up. Uh, <laughs> uh, tell me a little about the song, man, because I'm really curious as to, to what the song's about and, and what people can expect. Well, I think um, a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this one. Um, and and I've, I've always said that that's the number one thing that makes a song a hit is uh, if it's relatable. If people can feel the lyric and feel the melody and feel like um, it's a song that was written about their life and um, in a position for a living. And so um, we, I went to my writing session the next day and, uh, and had a great session with my friends, um, Kaylin Garner, uh, who was recently also on The Voice, and then my friend Chris Harris. Um, and I told him that story and, and said, and, you know, I think everybody in the world's wrecked their own train where they just... They don't know what else to do but to run it off the tracks. You know, it's like uh, it's it's that kind of song. So it's a it's a ballad and three quarter time you know tune that I'm really proud of. Yeah. But um, m- more than anything, lyrically, it's so strong. It's got such a um, a great lyric, and uh, and the melody does a thing, especially in the bridge that I think people are going to fall in love with. And you know, this is going to be the first of many songs that I'm going to release this year. So this is a great way to come out of the gate. You know. Um, Something I've always been good at is writing, you know, great ballads um, that that tug at the heartstrings, and that's what this is going to do. So I hope people give it a shot, give it one spin, and if they dig it, uh, you know, save it on Spotify or download it on iTunes or do what you do to get music. So you you mentioned that this is the first of many songs that you're releasing, uh, and and off off mic you told us that you're kind of gonna, you're going to be releasing singles, you know, pretty much all year. Uh, is that your is that going to be kind of like your new business model, which is just kind of going for the singles as opposed to you know, investing in an album all at once? Like, what's your, what's your thought process behind that? Yeah, I think um, it, marketing strategy, I think you're going to see a lot of artists doing that, more and more of that. It's just so incredibly expensive to uh, to record and produce uh, and distribute a, a full record. Yeah. And the way, that, uh, the way that consumers are consuming music these days is, you know, they hear a song on the radio or they find a song that they really like and they just go get that song. Um, They don't necessarily download a full record. Now, there are people that get full records, and God bless them. I'm one of those people. But um, but, but the truth of the matter is, is that most people are, uh, you know, consuming music song by song. Mm -hmm. And and I've recognized that, and and I want to meet people where they are um, in terms of how they get their music. And, um, you know, I I felt like probably... We, there's some songs on uh, on a room full of fighters on the last full record that I did that didn't really get the due because um, because they were on a full album and we were pushing one or two songs off that album and and, and weren't able to really throw uh, the full weight of you know promotionally what we could do behind some of those songs that that were hits that are hits and uh, and that should be hits and should be promoted so I think this is a great way and you know consistently too I mean the thing to do is deliver content. You know, when when you release a song every other month, um, you know that that's just going to consistently give me stuff to post about on social media, to uh, to talk about, to make videos about. People excited and um, and let people sort of take it a song at a time rather than a, a whole group of songs. And it, it does, you know, it eases the tension a little bit in terms of financially. It makes it easier. You know, you can you can plan a little bit better and plan what you're going to do and 
talking to investors, trying to figure out exactly how much you need for a certain time of the year. So it's a great tactic. I think you're going to see a lot of big artists, not just uh, not just independent artists like myself, but big artists um, jumping out there and just releasing singles. I mean, that's kind of been circulating Nashville for a while. That's kind of what a lot of big artists are going to do just every few months, release another song. Um, so people can really dig into that particular song and then dig into the next one when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, well, I just I just downloaded everything off of uh, Apple Music, so I have your entire discuss your entire yeah. discuss. What's ava- what's available? Because your older work isn't available on Apple Music anymore, and, it, and it's very sad because there <laughs> there was one song, uh, Six Beers in a Dream, or something that I absolutely loved, and it's no longer available on on Apple Music. Oh, no kidding! I have to fix that, man. Yeah, the um, man, I, I, everything should be available on Spotify. Um, okay. In fact, I know what it is. I was just uh, double checking that last night. I have to check that Apple Music thing. That should be uh, an easy fix. But yeah, I've got some. I've got some older full albums. Um, some that are like more acoustic um, from back in the you know early 2010s, um, before the voice stuff happened. But really, I, I feel like I really started making recorded music um, with that Fallen Again EP. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like Six Beers in a Dream and Tipsy on Wine and oh, something about the summertime and. Some of those songs that were available uh, to the public when I was doing the voice, I was regarding that we released Fallen Again um, two or three months before my blind audition uh, aired. So before I'd even auditioned for voice, I, I'd put out my you know my best sound and stuff. And that was that really has helped me tour a lot. There's a lot of people out there that know that that album. And, and then uh, beyond that, of course, there's a, a Room Full of Fighters album which um, was the full-length album that came out in 2016. I'm really, really proud of. I, I think that that album is going to stand the test of time in terms of people going and listening to it and recognizing that it's a great piece of art. Um, worked really hard on that on that record, on the writing and, and also the production of it. And then um, after that, uh, we put out a single called Fight On, which might be one of my favorite songs of mine that um, I'm just so proud of, proud of the message of it, proud of the sound of it um, i feel like it's a definite progression in terms of developing as um production wise especially and and then the live record and then moving forward just all these songs this year that i'm going to release so um the best thing to do would for you know for folks would be to jump on there and follow me on spotify and and follow all my socials and uh and i'll get on when new music's coming out and they can check it out all right Moxie, it's time for signature question number two. Yay, I'm so excited. Okay, uh, it, Barrett, if you could boil it down, or just off the top of your head, what would be your life quote? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I know, I'm putting you on the spot here. It, 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 it can um, be something you wrote too, if you, if you like. Yeah, I did. As a matter of fact, I just wrote a, a song a couple weeks ago that I think is uh, great, but I think my quote would be, you can't catch a fish with a dry hook. Mm. All right, can you can you give so, us a little uh, bit of uh, that to people? It's like, yeah, man, it's uh, it's you know, I think that's a great, great way to live by. It just basically means you know you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Okay, it's impossible to catch a fish if, if your if your hook's not in the water. So um, it's just you know, saying why not try? Uh, because you you know nothing happens when you do nothing. So um, yeah. I, you know, I found I found that to be true, especially in the last few years in my life it's like there was a lot of reasons why i could have said no thanks to a weird phone call from some casting agent in la asking me to audition for a tv show that i'd never watched <laughs> but um but it's like instead of that instead of saying no thank you yeah you know i put that line in the water man i put that hook in the water mm-hmm. 
and uh, and ended up catching a fish with it, you know, and, and have been eating on that fish for a few years now. So it's um, it's it's you know a way of saying, hey man, why not? Why not try? Yeah. Like nothing happens when you do nothing. Yeah. Thank, and also, thank you for explaining because I'm a city girl over here. And <laughs> I like how you say it with a slight twang. <laughs> I'm a city girl. <laughs> That's a country ass thing to say when you can't yeah. get the fish with a dry hook. That's yeah. I, I, I love I love how you you give us the uh, the city version of that, which is you, you know you miss every shot you don't take. Uh, so that, <laughs> yep. that worked on both ends. But yeah, we, we appreciate that because, you know, I do remember talking to you about that where you had, at one point you had thought, you know, you said that you, you didn't want to do The Voice and you never thought about it and then you did it, you know, and I I still think, I, Jordan was an incredible winner. I still think that you should have won. Uh, I, I think that you had, um, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to get into it completely, but I still think you should have won. Um, since your time on The Voice, what would you say has been the uh, defining moment for you uh, in your career? Uh, since then, and, um, you know, I think I think getting that uh, on the new Cody Johnson album um, is has really been the thing that's sort of shown me that this is a reality, that it's that it's a possibility for me to make a living as mm. a songwriter. Yeah. Um, I've I, you know I always wanted to be a songwriter. I, hmm. I never really considered myself an artist or uh or someone that could be an artist um this late uh in life and in my career you know the voice sort of rekindled that possibility and that's been great but i've always wanted to to write songs for other people and um and so you know i have the voice to credit for that because um i wrote that song with a guy named trent wilman at warner in nashville and um you know right on music row and, and and I was in that room that night. Uh, the reason I was in that room is because I was on The Voice and we were writing songs for my record. The song we wrote that day, I didn't end up using for my album, but it ends up getting cut by a major label artist. Hmm. And so um, that, that's created the community. And I think the legacy of The Voice for me is going to be a whole lot less about my career and a whole lot more about my writing career. Mm. And I think uh, I think years years and years down the road, I'm going to look back and recognize the fact that the, the entire reason I, I get the right to live in for other people to record is because I did the voice. I would have never gotten a chance to get in some of the rooms I get to get in now if it wasn't uh, for the voice to be an artist and people wanting to write with me because they saw what a great singer I was. So um, I think the you know the pinnacle of my career um, you know, since the voice has been has been getting that cut and and becoming a an officially becoming a professional songwriter. I think that's been a dream of mine forever that's uh that i've i've achieved and would call myself that now a professional songwriter and i and i have the voice to thank for that so i'm and i'm hoping there's a lot more moments like that moving forward and i got a feeling there will be real soon but um but at, at the end of the day right here right now i'm the most proud of the fact that you know i, I did a thing that i'd always dreamed of doing which is having a artist record one of my songs and release it and uh and it's one of the most you know one of the fan favorites to, my wife sent me a video of, of the artist singing it to a sold out Ryman auditorium <laughs> in Nashville, nice. you know, just last week. Um, some some guy that I barely know up on stage, you know, singing one of my songs and having a crowd of 1500 people sing every, every word, man, that's a special moment. So that's, that's a uh, that's a big one right there. 
Well, if it makes you feel any better, I also sing all your songs uh, at the top of my lungs. <laughs> it does make me feel better, but man. Thank you. To an audience of one, I'm just driving down the highway going, what the hell am I doing? Or whatever the lyrics are. Uh, look at you, man. I, I just, appreciate that. I just butchered his song, too. That's, Good uh, job. Yeah. Uh, Bear, it's time for a signature question. great. Oh, thank you. Don't don't encourage me, though. Please. Uh, <laughs> Moxie begs of you. Uh, it's time for signature question numero trace. Numero trace. So, give him the backstory, okay. though. Oh, okay. So, uh, and we actually, it's funny, because uh, when you guys picked up the phone, you said he was one of your, your friends, and I wanted to make the crack one of your best friends, because, <laughs> uh, okay, so the whole concept for this podcast is that Ruben, for many years, got very mad at me whenever I would mention how I have more than one best friend. And so mm-hmm. that's the inspiration for this podcast. So every guest we bring on the show, we have to ask them this question. And the question is, okay. can you have more than one best friend? Out, Absolutely, but, but, yes. But, no, of course. But, but not counting your wife, not counting your spouse. <laughs> okay. okay, good. So, yeah, man, the answer for me is yes. Oh, uh, I, went to, oh. I went to high school um, in a small one. Um, there's six of us, man, that are that were best friends all throughout high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, these and still are, man. I'm, uh, all six of those guys and their wives came out to Vegas when I was, you know, doing the residency for Flats and have mm-hmm. shared, you know, shared some some of the school moments in my life, including doing the voice and, but also personally, you know, they're, they're the ones that come came to the hospital when both my kids were mm-hmm. born, and you know, and I've I've sung at a couple of their father's funerals, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, I've had those relationships. For a long, you know, pushing 20, 20 to twenty five years now, wow. and, and uh, I, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, I, I couldn't put one above the other, man. It's a tie for first place. I got six best friends, and um, <laughs> I think they'd say the same about me. That's awesome. Well, I'm I'm disappointed that that, that you feel <laughs> that way, but I'm happy that you have so many great people in your life. Um, that's, that's <laughs> awesome to hear, man. Uh, I'm so stoked to hear your new music. I, I really. Uh, I said this back in 2016. I thought 2016 was going to be your year, and you had a great year back then. I feel 2019 is going to be an even bigger year for you, man. So whatever we can do here at uh, at You're My Best Friend, let us know. We'd yeah, love please. to Thank promote you. it. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, it's a slow process, you know, and that's the number one lesson anybody could learn from uh, from watching me on The Voice is that uh, the, voice, the voice is beautiful thing, and it gives you a lot of opportunities. It doesn't quite get you across the goal line, but it gets you in the – and um, and the rest is up to you. And it's a slow, hard process of hard work. And there's been months where I've barely made rent. And there's been months where I've had a whole bunch of money. But um, I wouldn't trade it for the man. I wouldn't trade, you know, the friendships I made and uh, and and the the ability to make music. So it's been a, it's been a real joy. And um, I appreciate your continued support, Jay. A great friend to me. So thank you. Yeah, man. Anytime, anytime. So uh, last question that I have for you. Well, Mox, do you have any more questions for Barrett before? Before we uh, we sign off with them, no, I don't think so. All right, man. Uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. That was a little uh, weird. I know, uh, Barrett. I do have to. Uh, I, I do want to know this, I, uh, and this is just kind of a. I asked you this question probably the last couple times that we talked as well. And I just want to know, man, when you when you write music, man, what's your what's your muse? What's your go to muse or or uh, what, do you, what do you pull from to write write these songs? Oh, that was I, I actually, love to hear. That was one of my questions. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, that's a lot harder to answer now than it was probably the last time he asked me. I've written 500 songs since last time we talked to each oh other. But um, man, the truth of the matter is, nowadays um, I'm really focused on writing my own truth mm. and um, whatever that is. 
And, um, and so if that's a song about my, about kids, about being a father, um, then, then those songs really turn out great for me because it's my truth. If it's a song about, you know, the struggle and the hardship that is my life sometimes where I'm on the road and I haven't seen my kids or my wife in a while or about missing home or about, you know, regret and, and work that I'm, I'm chasing a, uh, I'm chasing a, a rainbow that doesn't exist mm. and being afraid of what that might mean. You know, that's my truth. Um, so I, you know, my, is the truth is my truth. Is that uh, anytime I'm writing a song, be it a love song, be it a, uh, a sad song, be it an up-tempo song, um, I'm always chasing the truth, particularly my truth. And I think it's the advice any songwriter could give to somebody who's, um, you know, writing songs or trying to get better at it or considering being a songwriter is that uh, you can sit in your house and write songs chasing the radio all day long. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't resonate with people, if it doesn't land the right way with people, then it's got no chance in hell of getting cut or being a hit. And, uh, and the way that it resonates with people and the way that it lands the right way with people is if, is if it's authentic and mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's why, you know, songs that I would never play out, that I would never, ever perform myself. And those are songs, something that wasn't my truth. And I think, you know, about a year ago is when I really decided. And, uh, and, and so far, the songs that I've had the most success with, um, with uh, with Cody Johnson, the song "Nothing on You." I mean, that's the reason that's got cut is because that's my truth, man. That sounds like a Memphis soul song, and that's where I grew up, running in the streets of Memphis in Eastern Arkansas. And um, you know, that is authentic. That had the most authentic vibe to it, and that's why I got on on that record. And some of the other ones I have coming up are, are my truth. So I think um, I think that's probably the best way to describe my muse. Is man, I'm I'm always trying to write an honest song about my life and about my tr- whatever that happens to be that's awesome yeah man I, I, that's probably why i love what the hell some yeah so all right barrett well we we appreciate your time yeah absolutely uh wreck this trains out now on uh itunes google play uh spotify and uh, com uh is where you can find that's it, right, uh, all the links man barrett thanks so much man appreciate it my pleasure. You guys, thank you so much. Have a great day. You too, man. We'll talk soon. Whiskey and cigarettes and I'm just a silhouette of the man I used to be. I used to feel now I'm nothing but steel going through hell on Wonderful. Spectacular. Huge. 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 All right. All right. We're, in, we're going with that one. <laughs> that was my friend Barrett Baber. He was awesome. I loved him. 
uh, I do want to apologize for a little bit of the technical difficulties throughout the interview. Uh, it just happens when you're connected, you know, all the way across the world. It's it was too much awesomeness. It was too much awesomeness. It distorted. The iPhone couldn't handle the awesomeness. Yeah. So uh, Barrett Baber, ladies and gentlemen. Um, That's why you should get a Samsung. Just saying. Continue, Barrett Baber. Barrett Baber. Now you told me you had some stuff that you wanted to talk about with Barrett about Barrett Baber. I did. Let me. Uh, let I me, have a bone to pick with this. I no, no, I don't. But I, I did want to bring up one of the things that he talked about in his new single. I loved the way he talked about his new single and the story, and just watching people wreck their own train. To yeah. me, that was like that just kind of blew my mind. Well, it's interesting because we all know people. We all know somebody in our lives, and and you and I know a lot of the same people. Yeah. Um. Who. They just can't get out of their own way. Yeah, they can't. They just can't, for for the the sake of whatever it is, whatever the end goal is, they just can't stop doing something. Yeah, to make sure it stays good. You know, my dad, uh, he talks about it like, don't smell the milk. No, <laughs> no, he talks about like it's a football player who's so scared that he's gonna throw, you know, that he's gonna lose the game that he throws the last play. Yeah, and he, you just can't, you can't escape from it. And as as hard as you try, you end up being the thing that stops you from getting the thing that you want in your self-fulfilling prophecy. Absolutely. You know, there's there's a thing I, I truly believe that people get in their own heads. Yeah. You know, and whether or not they realize it or not is, um, you know, it's <laughs> it still got picked up on mine. <laughs> oh, <darn. laughs> you know, whether or not they realize it or not, you know, there's there's something that people do. That gets you know sometimes it's as simple as you know not answering your phone when somebody calls yeah. you know and that person you know you might want that person to be your boyfriend or girlfriend and you're just too afraid to actually take that leap of faith yeah you know or you're too afraid to apply for that job or you're too afraid to take blame for an argument or an issue that you caused yeah you know and next thing you know you lose whatever it was that you were working towards well, or that even, you wanted. Even to the point where if you're just scared to take the next step, I mean, you're so excited for the next, the next phase of your life. You're so excited for this big new thing that's coming up, but you're scared to just step foot out of your own house. You yeah, know? absolutely. You know, and, and we all go through that phase at some point. And at some point, you kind of have to stop wrecking your own train. Yeah. To quote Barrett Paper. I don't know if that's a quote or not. But, <laughs> but to, to, It feels like it is. It should be. Yeah. Hey, Barrett. Oh, he's gone. He's, he's gone. He left yeah. us. Oh. That's okay. He's on a flight now. By myself. Jar. Get D- it in the jar. Damn it. <laughs> that rule only applies to you. And I wasn't really singing. I was talking. That that was definitely in, singing. In, in, in a uh, harmonic sense. Oh, by myself. Jar. Jar. Yeah, but mine sounds good. <laughs> well, then double jar. <sighs> Why do I have to be punished for sounding good? Because you make everyone else jealous. Well, that's not my fault. It is now. <sighs> Ruben, we need to have a talk. We are having a podcast. <laughs> La- you know, last time you told me we, we needed to have a talk, it got really weird. It did. Yeah. What happened last time? I we don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I remember now. <laughs> Yeah, you're the one who, who had to have a conversation about I stuff. I think uh, we'll talk about that on our 100th episode. It's part of the gold mine? Yeah. All right. Uh, I like how we're promoting our 100th episode. We're on like number seven. 70, 
No, no. Wow. Nine, nine, 93. 92, 92-ish. 93. Uh, 91, maybe. I don't know what. I don't know when this episode's coming out. Uh, it might. I know it'll be. It'll be like 92, 91. Wow. Yeah, when, 91 more episodes. Getting up there. Damn it! That means we have like another year and a half before we get to the goldmine story. Well, we got to make sure it's really good then. Got to make sure we remember it. Yeah. We should write that down. It. You know that man was a bit of an enigma. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Godspeed, young man. Godspeed. Actually, he was rather old. I know. Godspeed, old man. <laughs> Actually, not Godspeed because you'll probably break a hip. <laughs> well, do, do God, a- moderate pace. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, speed limit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus, take the wheel. There you go. Jesus, take the wheel. That was singing. Take it from my hand. Stop singing. I'm not singing. I'm quoting lyrics. Please stop. <laughs> this is some kind of weird slam poetry I know, thing. right? <laughs> Jesus, take the wheels. <laughs> I don't know what slam poetry is. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not allowed to do slam poetry. I showed up one day and I slammed a guy named Poetry and it was not good. Uh Boxy, do you have anything else that you want to say about Barrett Baber? Um, just that he was a really quality guy, and I'm definitely gonna go back and watch. Sounds, sounds like the worst Yelp review ever. I know. <laughs> Barrett Baber was very, very much quality guy. And now for our segment entitled "Moxie Gives Bad Yelp Reviews." <laughs> Cancelled. Uh, oh. All right. Well, I think thanks. I think we're done. Are we? Yeah. Yeah. I think episode insert number here is uh is over (laughs) don't know why she's laughing at me like that well my name's ruben j and i'm moxie ann and we are out of time we will see you guys whenever moxie stops laughing (laughs) stop laughing (laughs) wasn't that funny it was Hey, Moxie. Hey, Ruben. We have something big to announce to people today. We do. We, huge. Huge. And you have no idea what we're talking about. Because nope. you never pay attention in staff meetings. I don't. And if you would like to pay attention in staff meetings more, our sponsor, I'm just kidding, we don't have a sponsor. But we are... I don't even go to staff meetings. We have staff meetings? Yes. Every Wednesday. What? At 3 p.m. Well, it's at your house. It, well, I'm not at my house at 3 p.m. on Wednesdays. Oh, well, that's true. I'm usually in class. Not anymore. You're graduated. I don't. Have, I don't even have class. What am I talking about? You're done. Yeah. But we're expanding. We are. Yes. We are looking for people to come on as blog writers. Yes. We have two spots open. Yes. Uh, we would love to have people come on board and help us write some blogs. Yes, please. Be, be part of our team. Uh, it, it's it's more of an internship type thing. It's not a paid position. But it is. Uh, we do have perks and stuff that we're going to offer eventually. Mm-hmm. But please, if you are interested in writing some blogs, if you're interested in writing in general, and you are on the the uh, pulse of pop culture and yes. life and tacos and friendships, please send us an email at info at thebestfriendshow.com with a writing sample of some blogs. Yes, please do it because we are running out of things to say. We speak so much that we can't even write things down anymore. Yep. And I've written two blogs. Oh, I got to write some. Yeah, you are late. I'm sorry. So. I was busy writing a 20-page thesis paper. Um, that's not important. It's mm. only a grade. This is this is life. Yeah. Friendships. Tacos. And tacos. Anyway, so if you're interested in being a blog writer for thebestfriendshow.com, hit us up, info at thebestfriendshow.com. 
gmail.com. Do it today. Do it now. Do it yesterday. Do it last century. There was no email last Doesn't century. Doesn't matter. Do no, it. There was no just, blog last century. Just do it. The show didn't just exist last century. Do it. Just do it. Just Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.